Hookie once again, and we have a special guest today from Hookie. Ray, how you doing? Doing well. All right. How are you doing? Doing fine. We uh, brought you back down into the basement here. We're going to go over a little uh, preview, or sorry, review of the Oscars that just happened. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're going to just talk some movies for a little bit. You, Always a good time. You elected to come over and subject yourself to this, so <laughs> now we're going to throw it out there. Good. So, always, uh, always good to talk movies. Yeah, and I think we got to open with like the big thing from the Oscars. Oh man, your predictions. Whoa, yeah, fucking <laughs> Nostradamus over here, dude. I got uh, twenty of twenty-four right. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Most of those were just wild guesses. Yeah, <laughs> a couple were like strategic, but mm-hmm. I think you're being a little too humble. Huh? <laughs> I think you're you're greasing some palms over at the Price Waterhouse Coopers. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely should have put money on it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah. Would have made out pretty good, probably. I think so. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll go over that and go over your list a little bit. Uh, I like the format that you did for that, so we'll cool throw that out to everybody. And then I uh, got a couple other topics we can bring up. I think it'll be fun to discuss. So um, without any further ado, I think we'll just jump on in. Yeah. We had uh, the ninety third Oscars, ninety three years. That's getting quite a history. Yeah, it's pretty Coming impressive. Up on that hundredth year, that's gonna be really cool. I bet. I'm going to go all out for that. I wonder if they'll, they'll make it to <laughs> well, That's true, too, yeah, with the uh, ratings fiasco this year, which was to be expected, really, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you can really judge the the ratings too too well, I think, with just, you know, COVID and everything that happened last year, so, mm-hmm. and the lack of movies that came out, <clears throat> so, I mean, but it is, I mean, it's, it's definitely telling, and I think the... Oscars have pretty much dri- uh, dipped, what, uh, every year pretty much for the last few years anyways. Yeah, at least four pretty, or five, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, pretty steadily. Um, but yeah, I don't think, uh, and maybe they were expecting something as, as large as this, I don't know. But it seemed like they weren't. <laughs> seemed like it caught a lot of people off guard. Yeah. Well, there wasn't really much buzz about it either. Like, uh, I didn't see any, like, commercials or radio advertisements, no, any of that stuff, I like, didn't. announcing that it was coming. Like, nope, I didn't either. And I'd no. forgotten it was even I this weekend did, until you I texted me. So. I did, too. I was like, oh, yeah, Oscar shows are this weekend. <laughs> and then I was racing to get my uh, um, uh, my picks in. Like, I always throw my uh, picks out on, uh, like, Facebook or whatever and send them to my friends. And, mm-hmm. man, I barely I barely got them in there right before it started. So. Oh, I think it, the Oscars started at like seven, and they were in there like right at seven. <laughs> so it was a close one. Yeah, but that extra time helped you out. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> it was all part of your plan. Every minute counts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you were reading that room as it was yep. about to start. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you saw the people walking in on the red carpet. And I like, can, oh yeah. I could tell by how they were dressed, mm-hmm. and what they were wearing. Yeah, yeah. subtle clues. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, actually. Another reason that I think uh, the ratings were so low, I was going to throw out there that uh, actually we had a hard time watching it this year. So the ABC over the air broadcast wasn't working very well from St. Louis for our local station. So we're like, oh, that's fine. We'll just get on ABC.com and check it out. So you get on there and you have to log into a television provider in order to even view anything. And it's like, what the heck? So my friend uh, has a, his parents or grandparents or something has DirecTV still. So he got their login, logged in, and it's not available on DirecTV either. There's like a contract what? dispute with them right now. They got it blacked out for ABC. So then we ended up having to go to like a family friend or something and got a AT&T U-verse login. And so we missed like the first 15, 20 minutes of the show That's just trying crazy. to log in. Like 
let people watch your damn show. Like, yeah. It still had all the commercial breaks and everything. It's not like they're losing advertising dollars. Why wouldn't it just be free to stream on ABC.com? Yeah, it makes no sense to me. It's, it's backwards thinking, honestly. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot. Of, um, baseball actually is one that's that's very similar in that regard where they it's almost like they don't want their fans to watch the game because yeah. they have these really weird blackout restrictions that you have to go you have to have a cable provider. Like you can buy the MLB app mm-hmm. to watch games, but you can't watch your team. If it's in your if you're in your market, like if you're in St. Louis, you can't watch the Cardinals. You can watch any other team you want. But if you lived in, I don't know, Indiana or actually that might be too close. But if you lived in like Minnesota or something like that, maybe you could watch the Cardinals there. <laughs> but <laughs> wow. yeah, it makes no sense. They they really are pushing for people to stay with cable yeah. and it's like they're just fighting a losing battle because I mean, a lot of my friends have, I mean, they, you know, they haven't had cable for, for forever or right. dish or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I think a lot of, of the older kind of, uh, the old guard is, is going to get a rude awakening with that. And I think the, I mean, the Oscars already have seen that, I think. Yeah. I mean, they've had a lot of, of kind of pushback, I think the last few years because of that too, because of, it's not really, um, you know, it's definitely geared towards an older crowd. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's just until they kind of rectify that. It's unfortunately, I think it's just going to keep, keep getting worse. Keep compounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, like because of that, we missed the first 15 minutes or so. So I heard the opening was really cool. Were you able to see I actually, it? I missed the opening. You missed myself. the opening too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we can't really comment. On that, <laughs> I heard it was really neat and like very cinematic with, uh, Regina King walking in and everything. So I think it would be cause Soderbergh, uh, directed it and produced the, the Oscars. So yeah. I would think, I mean, for the most part, I, I mean, I, I liked the ceremony okay. Okay. Um, yeah, there was definitely some issues with it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was really weird. And, like, everything they they said they were doing to cut time, and then it still ended up about the same as every other year. Like, it, it hit, like, the average, I think, for a, an Oscar telecast, yeah, like, three you, hours, 19 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's way too long. And yeah. then it's... Uh, it's and this is without any performances. You know, yeah, it's like... T- any, it was all time filler bits. stuff, yeah. yeah. And that makes, I mean, that just makes you not want to watch it. Um, the one thing I, I liked was the kind of a longer time limit or actually no time limit on the speeches. I thought that was pretty great because, oh, yeah. I mean, it's supposedly it's, you're there to celebrate this artist's work and they give them like a minute and a half to say thank you or to yeah. say anything. And that's usually not enough time. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're Joe Pesci, he said like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, most most people actually, you know, have something to say or they want want to say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially um, a lot of the smaller categories. Yeah, for sure. Shorts and and that's and documentaries and stuff like that. So. I did think that was that was pretty nice, but I also think that was like Oscar's way of uh, filling those time, you know, filling that time up. And then they still ended up doing some really kind of ridiculous or, or silly things that just didn't help. You know, to yeah. me, it didn't really help the the broadcast at all. And like you mentioned, I think uh, when we were talking earlier that they. Uh, they didn't play clips from the movies, yeah, right? Yeah. What is that? Like they did for like uh, Best Picture. Finally, they did a little bit of that, you know. But yeah, um, yeah for the actors, like that's that's like the highlight of the year to see which which clip they're gonna choose, you know. It's, uh, and that's crazy. And like people have said before, like I read a couple articles, like especially this year, you know, when people haven't really seen the right. Movies. Like these are exactly. a lot of smaller movies that. Even if a normal, like if 2020 had been a normal year, mm-hmm. and nobody would have seen these films. No, exactly. The, the, like the most uh, box office any of them would have made are probably what thirty million dollars if they're lucky. For yeah, actually, I think that uh, that was the total for all the Best Picture nominees yeah. was thirty million dollars. 
um, which I mean isn't surprising for what we we went through or whatever. Right. Yeah. But still, that's I mean that's like a, a that's not even a very good weekend for one for movie. opening weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like an okay opening. I mean, actually, it's not. It's not a good opening at all, is it? Thirty million. I guess if you only you know if it's a like a low budget horror film or whatever that you'd take thirty million. But yeah, yeah that's maybe. But... Usually not even. That's you know indicative of a very poor opening weekend. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, in a year when like the movies haven't really been watched that much, even despite them being on streaming services for the most part, like I just it really feels like they could have capitalized on that yeah, a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I know several people that try to watch you know all Best Picture nominations or nominees um, every year, even if they're not huge movie fans, they still enjoy doing that. You know, like mm-hmm. they try to knock all those out, or they'll um, at least watch the Oscars for that. Um, but like they didn't even know any of the movies that were like, they knew maybe two of the movies had heard like of two of the movies, um, maybe. And then they didn't know when the Oscars was on, like they had no idea it was on and all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, just, it just, it was very odd, but I mean, I guess what are you going to expect after 2020? (laughs) Right. Well, even looking back, like I went back and listened to some of our, uh, discussion from January where we were discussing the best yeah. films of the year for 2020 and I'd even mentioned like you know usually I try to catch up on that stuff and uh, but going back to it the only one that I had seen that got nominated for best picture was Sound of Metal was, yeah. that was the only thing I had seen in the year of 2020 like everything else I binge watched over the last three four weeks since I'm the nominations came out pretty sure that's mine too I don't think I had seen any of the other yeah. nominees um, I'd have to look at the nominees to refresh myself yeah but yeah i mean i i know most of those i watched um after that after we had oh i might have i might have seen mink at that time maybe did that come out i came out last year right? yeah 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 so i had seen that so i had seen that and sound of metal and i think that's it at that time (laughs) (laughs) yeah just wild to think about yeah because i usually I would have seen most of the, you know, most of the nominees. And of course, being in, in the Midwest, you don't get, you know, the more the limited the, release. Yeah, yeah, the limited releases that, you know, release in December at the end of the year in in, in Hollywood or whatever, and then carry over and mm-hmm. go wide in January. Yeah, just, just to qualify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's, you know, not uncommon at all for here for us. But yeah. but mm-hmm. usually you've seen, I would say, at least half of the nominations. You know. Yeah, speaking on that limited release that reminded me I, I wanted to call out uh, our friend Josh because he had a great point the other day it was like how much right now are the people that released 1917 just kicking themselves for not waiting another two weeks <laughs> you know if that yeah. had released in January and been eligible for these Oscars instead that yeah. would have just cleaned up everything man absolutely they would have just wildfire you yeah know? for sure across the board really like might have even picked up acting nominations which it didn't you know originally yeah yeah for sure yeah, there's a there's a couple movies like that probably. I mean, mm-hmm. there's even movies they held back. Um, you know, the studios held back from last from 2020 that I'm sure are going to be very good and mm-hmm. probably could have competed. But yeah, I mean that's the gamble. You know, obviously they want their movie to make money. So above anything else, that's what the studios care about. You know, exactly. They don't, yeah. They don't really care about anything but making that money. <laughs> Yeah, uh, then uh, we actually had a, a change of tradition right off the bat with opening up with the screenplay awards instead of supporting yeah. acting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't really mind the switch up with that um, very much, honestly. I thought that was kind of that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I, 
Yeah, I mean, it's still a pretty important award. Like, it is, yeah. It's usually considered, you know, just right under the mm-hmm. acting awards. And they usually put those, like, right in the middle, I think, mm-hmm. of the uh, the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But uh, what ended up winning? Yeah, the, the father and promising young woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So both really deserving, I thought. Um, yeah. Um, I can't really complain about either one i didn't watch the father so i can't really oh, say right. anything about that. yeah but uh, um so i th- i think my pick for that was nomad land which i mean no i'm sorry i picked the father didn't i i'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. i did <laughs> i think the one i uh thought should win was nomad land i think is what it was but that's just because i hadn't seen the father too um but yeah i i mean definitely for best original screenplay was sound of metal for me is what i i wanted I mean, I love that movie, though. That was mm-hmm. my number one movie out of almost every category. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, oh, I'm just now seeing that Derek C. in France wrote the story. That's pretty cool. It definitely has that feel. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, he did uh, Place Beyond the Pines and um, uh, My Blue Valentine. I don't know if oh, you've really? seen either of those. I haven't, no, but I've both, heard of them, yeah. Both very good. Okay. Place Beyond the Pines is excellent, I think. But both are kind of like, uh, I mean, The Place Beyond the Pines is definitely overlooked, in my opinion. Um, one of the better movies from whatever year that came out. I can't remember. But I really, really enjoy that. Um, but he also did the uh, miniseries last year on HBO with Mark Ruffalo. Um, I'm blanking on what it's called. I know this much is true. Oh, okay. It's fantastic. It's super depressing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, it's very, very sad and like very realistic uh but i mean i cannot recommend that enough like especially ruffalo's performance it's amazing Dang, it's okay. one of the best things i watched last year 2020 wow. um but he plays twin brothers um ruffalo does and one's like a construction construction worker and then his uh, the the other the other twin that he plays has uh like schizophrenia um and uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's schizophrenia, but he has like other kind of mental issues where he's unable to, he can't work or anything like that. Um, and he's, you know, self-harming and all this other stuff. Oh, wow. um, and it takes place, I think in the eighties, either late eighties, early nineties, something like that. Um, but it's just about him, you know, trying to take care of his brother and like be a, you know, be a good brother, um, through all the, all the stuff that happens. Um, I mean, so it's very, it is, it's very depressing at times, but it's, it's so good. Nice. I'd be glad to have that to my list. little shout out for a miniseries. <laughs> for sure. So if you want to be depressed for a while, <laughs> and who doesn't? Yeah, that's right up my alley. I've <laughs> been feeling a little too up this week. I need yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think both of those were pretty well deserved. Uh, I'm glad Promising a Woman was able to get something. Yeah, and that uh, was... It, it was a unique movie. That's like, the... really f- took a shot, you know. That's only, what, the second female to win Best Original Screenplay? Uh, I or I, I know it's the first one since Diablo Cody won for yeah. Juno, which is crazy to me, but also not surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, I liked the screenplay for Judas and the Black Messiah as well. Mm-hmm. Minari was very was great too. I oh, mean, yeah. just that personal touch. Of oh yeah, for sure. Based on his life and everything. I really, I really enjoyed that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, trial for the of the Chicago Seven was fine with me. I yeah, didn't really care one way or the other. Kind of your typical Sorkin script, it seemed. Oh, like. for sure. And also, it's 
don't know how it can be an original screenplay when it's basically, I mean, it's, uh, so it's basically the same thing as that documentary that came out several years ago. It's like mm-hmm. the same thing. I mean, they take actual, you know, quote, not just quotes, but actual chunks of that from, from the, so crime. I don't know yeah. how that using the real names. And yeah. They didn't change anything. So that's an odd yeah. choice for me to, for them to put in that, but whatever. <laughs> That so the Borat being nominated is odd too because that's I feel like those are more I mean obviously they have um kind of staged or I'm sure wit, written sequences but it's almost more improvised I feel like so that's it's yeah. an odd choice I thought that's probably what the the voters were gonna do when they when they decided that. Figured that both that and No Man Land were the only two that were kind of like that. I think I actually never I didn't watch One Night in Miami or The White Tiger for that for that matter. Yeah, I didn't either. And uh, we transitioned into international feature film. Which... Yeah, this is early too, right? That's mm-hmm. usually yeah, a little bit later. That's usually on. Like mid to late. Mm-hmm. But well, it was definitely uh, good to get out there because I, I loved Vinterberg's speech. Oh man, that was so good, so yeah. heartfelt. It's such a great movie too. Like it yeah, deserved, uh, I, I, I really like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I I think everyone kind of figured that was going to win just because it had also gotten the. Uh, I mean, it had gotten so much praise. Mm-hmm. Didn't get director too. Yeah, I got he got nominated for he director. Nominated. So that's usually, that's usually a pretty good indication that mm-hmm. you're gonna. Yeah. Win the the international film. Right. The only um, other front runner was like Collective, but everybody was saying you know it was such a lock they thought it was going to win for documentary. Yeah, so. Collective was fantastic. Did you that's, see it? Yeah, I haven't but, seen it yet. But so those are the only two that I watched. I wanted to watch the um, the one from Bosnia. Oh yeah. I don't even know how to say that. Yeah. So I wanted to watch that one too because it's on Hulu. Okay. Um, actually, I think all of those are on Hulu. I think almost all the international films were on Hulu. Um, but I really wanted to watch that one as well, and I just didn't didn't get around to it. <clears throat> Collective was fantastic, though. Okay. Um, I mean, honestly, if it would have won, I wouldn't have been disappointed. But it's obviously a completely different movie. Yeah. And then uh, the the news coming out that Vittenberg's doing the remake. Yeah, an American <sighs> remake. I'm not happy about that. No. I just don't understand that. It's yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I was talking with my friend about that too. <clears throat> Another round has, a, you can tell, it has a lot of the Denmark culture in it, mm-hmm. and I don't really know much about that. So I, there was like a, um, kind of a disconnect for me in that movie in that regard. I think most American audiences, you obviously you're going to see it through American eyes or, or wherever you're from, mm-hmm. um, but you can tell that like drinking there is a. I mean they show the kids you know the high school or college yeah yeah. so so i mean it's it's something that is like whereas here when you're a kid you drink maybe and you aren't supposed to and that's you know only only kind of looks the other way exactly but exactly like you're not it's not celebrated right (laughs) not everyone's like oh that's cool everyone does it yeah um whereas that obviously is is different in denmark it seems to be celebrated almost um Mm. But yeah, I thought there was, and even the ending I felt was like a very maybe Danish ending because it didn't definitely wasn't something that would happen in an American movie. I don't feel like. No. Um, so I think there was like a couple things like that where I don't know how that's going to translate into English as far as like how the movie's going to translate. Maybe they'll change those things for an American audience. I don't know. I just don't. 
It doesn't really get me excited, honestly. No, me either. I wish he would do something else. Because mm. I mean, I would love to watch him do another movie. I just don't. Yeah. And also, like, Mads is so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. So I mean, good. This is kind of the second year in a row we've had this conversation, too, because last year's international film, Parasite, Bong is mm-hmm. producing a television show on HBO still yeah. for the adaptation of it. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't get it, man. Yeah. You got such a unique, original voice. I, I want to see you do more movies. You know? For sure. Yeah. And I don't know what he... I know he's producing it. Um, and from what I've read, it's like taking place in the same universe okay. of the movie, but it's not the same characters. Which even it, to me, it's even like that. I mean, that's fine. Like, we'll do a different take on it or, or something like that. That's, that's fine. But I just, yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, well, and I could be like the greatest thing ever. So, oh yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I remember when they did the Fargo TV show. I was like, this is going to be awful, <laughs> and I love it. So, yeah. who knows? We got a best supporting actor was next. So it was still pretty early on, just yeah. not the first thing. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Hard to argue. Yeah, I mean, you, he was fantastic. More mm-hmm. of a actor, best actor, though. I don't understand the supporting part of it. Yeah. I think maybe because they kind of shared screen time, him and Stanfield maybe split. I don't know. I thought he was in that more, though. It felt like it, yeah. Because to me, he's the lead actor in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I kind of don't like that, honestly. Not that he. I thought he was fantastic, so... and very deserving to win but i thought he was more of the lead actor but the academy does that all the time it's they don't it's like they don't really have a like a specific format for that they were just like well whatever (laughs) um but yeah i mean i i loved paul racy in sound of metal that was my my favorite performance and really sasha baron cohen did really well and that i thought he might kind of be the the dark horse that comes in and, and takes it yeah. Because, you know, they were talking about, I heard people talking about uh, Lakeith Stanfield and um, Daniel Kaluuya kind of splitting the votes because they're from the same movie. Obviously, that didn't happen, though, so. Well-deserving, though. Oh, yeah. And then we kind of got into some of the more technical awards for a little bit. Uh, it transitioned over to makeup and hairstyling, and we got costume design, which both went to... Marines, Black Bottom. Yeah, yeah, Which, I picked both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really thought we were going to go Emma with that one. That's I, I thought that we'd go the you know, I thought celebrated period piece esque. Right. Yeah. yeah. And usually that's what happens. I just think people forgot that movie existed <laughs> because it came out in like February or, mm-hmm. or January. Yeah, it was it's one like, of the last ones. In yeah, theaters, it was. Yeah. It was actually the last movie I had seen in theaters. Oh, really? Until I went and saw Tenet, maybe. Yeah, it was like the last movie I'd seen in theaters. Um, I actually really enjoyed it, and I didn't think I would like it that much, but yeah. it's really good. Um, but yeah, so I, it was a small movie too, but I just I think most people just forgot it actually existed, or maybe they didn't even watch it. I mean, I know a lot of times the Academy members will just not watch movies that are nominated for whatever <laughs> reason. To me, it was between that, Ma Rainey's, and, and Mank, basically. It was more kind of more impressive. I think Ma Rainey's was more impressive as far as far as the makeup and hairstyle and costume. It's all about those shoes, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I knew it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the shoes and the do's, man. <laughs> and then that was when we transitioned into the short subjects. The shorts, right? yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I picked all of these right. Never watched one of them. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah. I don't really know. Those are usually always the hardest to see. Like you really gotta like uh, go to the. I think like, Netflix had. Did was it Netflix? Someone actually had all of them on oh, there. Oh, did they? Yeah, really? and I didn't realize that until oh. after the awards because someone was mentioning. Actually, I think one of the um, uh, whoever won for. I think it was the live action short. I think they even said like thanks, you know, thanks to Netflix or Hulu or whoever, yeah. uh, for making all the all the shorts available. And I was oh, like, wow. oh man, I wish I would have known that. Yeah. But again, like it, it, I don't, I don't remember anyone ever advertising that or, or mm. even seeing that on like the homepage or anything. So, who knows? But yeah, those were. I just, I, I usually just guess on those if I've not seen them. So. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, yeah, I was kicking myself because. Uh, I probably would have picked Colette if I hadn't realized it, where it was from. That was actually one night it was uh, packaged in with that VR game with oh, Medal of Honor. Yeah. So, like, as part of the promotion, because it was a World War II, you know, yeah, shooting yeah. game, they took a bunch of people and, like, retold their stories. Right, and yeah. I've heard it was, they were all very, very good and really emotional and stuff. And so, and I realized that's what that was. I probably would have picked that one, but <clears throat> I didn't really do a lot of research into it. It was, I was from i did read about what like all the shorts were about the uh documentary ones Mm -hmm. and that one i mean the academy is kind of always going to go almost for for like a holocaust survivor story or something i mean that's it's pretty that's pretty much what they they you know will go for or whatever so it was that one and then the concerto is a conversation was another one that a lot of people were talking about which sounds really interesting um but Mm -hmm. i didn't you know i just Decided to go with the one that I figured the Academy would go with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had documentary feature, which was won by My Octopus Teacher. Yeah, it's really good. That's what I've been hearing. And it's really good, man. I, I watched that's the one I enjoyed the most from uh, the Twitter standpoint because there's a bunch of jokes on that. Yeah, man. because <laughs> what what was the quote? It was like, if you can be friends with an octopus, anything is, hap- is possible or something like that. <laughs> and like everyone was just taking that and, and running with it. Oh, yeah. Um, but that, it's it's really really good. I watched that collective and time. I usually try to watch all the documentary features, and I just didn't get around to watching the other two. Uh, collective was my favorite by far. Um, it's like expose um, into the Romanian government and cover ups and all this other stuff by a you know this uh, a magazine or not a magazine a, a newspaper that's actually just like a sports newspaper. And they uncover all these, uh, like all this corruption within the the government and and the hospital, the local hospitals, um, and that have basically the hospitals have actually been killing people, um, yeah, and, and lots of people, um, just sheer negligence. And even though the uh, like the hospitals, not the hospital staff, but like the um, uh, the I don't know what they call them there, but it's like a the specific person that's over the hospital. Oh, like a board of directors. Kind yeah, of basically. But it's, it's like one person basically oh. that kind of runs each hospital. <clears throat> it's a manager of sorts, but they actually have a specific name for it. But anyways, like they're kind of in on it, um, making money off of it. And I mean, it's just like, it starts out uh, right after, I don't, I don't know if you remember this and I, I vaguely remembered it, but there's a, uh, a nightclub or a venue or whatever concert venue called collective spelled a little bit differently. Mm. Um, and they had a huge fire while there was a concert inside and like, you know, over like 138 people got burned or something like that. And like several people died there. Oh, wow. Um, cause they had, they only had one, the only exit was the entrance. Like they didn't actually have fire exits there. 
Um, so they had, and they show the video of that happening and it is, it's just one of the most intense things I've ever seen and oh, just heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tough watch. And I mean, it, thankfully they only show like maybe two minutes of it or something. It's that they don't actually show you the whole, but they, sure. I mean, it's more than enough to understand what, what's happening. Right. Um, and then it just goes, it's basically the, uh, some things aren't adding up. People start questioning the government and then it like starts it basically that's kind of what gets the ball rolling because a lot of people end up dying that shouldn't die um because they only have like maybe 10 15 percent burns on their body but they still they still die wow. while they're in the hospital um and they don't get any any answers to any of their questions like their 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 family doesn't so it like kind of starts there and then they just start uncovering all this corruption i mean it's it's insane how far it goes it's it's crazy but yeah, it's it's absolutely fascinating because you're actually seeing it in real time, as the people are un- uncovering this stuff. Um, you're you know you're seeing their responses in just real time, and it's so they actually had cameras on them mm-hmm. as they're doing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, highly recommend that. Check out the yeah, highly recommend it. It's one of those ones that like makes you so angry and so <laughs> infuriated at at governments and and people that basically just you know they want power and money and the more they can get the better they don't care what happens to anyone else but it's 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 really good um but yeah i actually watched that and my octopus teacher at the at the same the same day oh really yeah (laughs) but my octopus octopus teacher is good okay it's definitely more of like a um like a national geographic type thing but it's it's very good it's very interesting and we had a best animated feature film which I haven't seen any of these. So. Same here. I actually <laughs> didn't watch any of these. Yeah, and heard, heard I, good things about Soul, so I guess it was well deserved. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's almost like every year whatever Pixar makes is is going to win almost. Yeah. Basically, there's no shorts too. Was that a Pixar short that won? I'm, no, I'm sure. no. Did it have one or? Yeah, I think theirs was Burrow. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. Yeah. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the one that won was about a school shooting. So that's, oh, okay. Yeah. Another depressing thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on then to the Best Supporting Actress, which was the, the grandmother from Minari. Right. Neither of us want to try to butcher her we name. We were trying so. to yeah. decide how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I just... I think you had Yoon, right? So we'll just call her Yoon. We'll be a, we'll be a first name basis. There so we we'll, go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a slam dunk and, I mean, very well deserved. Mm-hmm. I think so too, and that was honestly one of the better speeches of the night too. I thought. Yeah, it was it was really good. Really brought some some levity and humor into it, and, and it was really cool. I, I think uh, more of a lifetime kind of thing too. You know, it seems like she's been working really hard yeah, her entire sure. life as an actress, and has worked with a lot of great filmmakers and stuff over in Korea. It sounded like cool too. So yeah, absolutely. It was nice of her to get her shot here like that. Yeah, I and think just delightful in the movie too. Oh like, man, she she's made that the best. movie for yeah. sure. It, it really picks up when she comes. It in. does. Like it, she brings like an entire. It's basically just life to the movie. She breathes mm-hmm. life to it, and not that it's. I mean, it's not that it's like bad or anything oh, before no, no, that. No, no. Yeah. But it like just takes it to another level once she arrives. Um. Yeah, and then just what happens with her and the family. I mean, it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. So much heart in that performance too. Just really, it's it's a really beautiful movie. I mean, I it's it's very moving. Um, and her performance alone is, is just fantastic. Really, everybody in that movie is, I mean, just top-notch. Oh, yeah. Like I said, such a great story, too, mm-hmm. based on the director's own life yeah. and everything. And 
Thursday night was really cool. Yeah, I think on that one, um, I forgot I was gonna say like what I would have nominated or whatever. Um, but for best supporting actress, I really wish that um, uh, Tony Collette would have gotten a nomination for I'm thinking of ending things. She's great, but honestly, I would nominate her for every year that she's in a movie because yeah. she's always great in my opinion. Um, she was great she last was way year. Too under the radar. Oh yeah. man, the year before in Knives Out, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But she literally is always good. Oh, um, I'm not, fucking hereditary. Like we, oh, we couldn't trumpet that movie enough. That was so good. Like her performance in for that. Not, is, uh, I will phenomenal. never forgive Academy for not giving her a nomination. <laughs> I mean, that was seriously. This is like one of the best performances of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. It's insane oh yeah and great and she you is feel every inch of that character's journey absolutely yeah it's it's so amazing um but yeah i think she should have gotten a nomination i did not watch uh hillbilly elegy or um i mean hillbilly yeah or yeah. um the father so i can't really you know judge either one of those yeah I mean, coleman was good i mean i don't i don't mind it but i like coleman too she's pretty much great in everything too yeah, yeah. And I did see Mank, and I thought Amanda Seyfried was fine, but I didn't think she was great. So maybe that one, maybe that's where Tony Collette should have snuck in there. <laughs> and uh, Maria, what is it, Bakalova? Oh, yeah. And she's she's great, Borat. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's really good. Okay. Hilarious. Definitely would have had to be something monumental, I figure, because yeah. usually they don't recognize comedies at all. No, right, I'm, so. she's yeah, she's she's really fantastic, and I think the added pressure of you know being sort of live whenever you're you're doing that, you know, not knowing that what the response from other people is going to be, yeah, I think that kind of adds to it as well. But she's she's really good in that movie. I think we went to was it score and sound, or, or score and song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So score, I was kicking myself because I just picked the uh, Trent Reznor nomination. Oh, so I picked Mank, but I didn't yeah. realize they were also nominated for Soul. Because <laughs> I know the, the Academy likes him a lot, and he's he's really been knocking it out of the park, apparently, with these uh, scores that he's been doing. So. Yeah, he's, I mean, taking it to another level, really. I mean, he's, he's been so so great with pretty much every score he's done has, has been pretty great, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah I kind of figured... Soul would win. I really wanted Minari to win. I thought that was that was my favorite score of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's I'm sure I haven't watched Soul, but obviously it's an entire movie based around um, music. So, and uh, John Baptiste is is fantastic. So he's a really great musician. I'm sure it's great. And that, I never watched News of the World either. That was another nominee. Yeah. Um, I have not seen that movie. I can't, it's like not streaming. I guess you have to, you can rent it, but it's not streaming anywhere yet. That was another like late entry too. Like, like it was like mid to late February, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. the cutoff was the end of February. This right, year, so. yeah. Yeah, that came out later. There was another, yeah, I can't remember. Let me look through my yeah, notes no real quick because I can't remember if I had one that I wanted to like, just giving me all this editing work. Gosh, no, that's that's it. <laughs> I didn't write one down. <clears throat> so we had best original song. That was one of the few that you missed, I think. Um. Yeah, I picked the uh, the one from One Night in Miami. Speak yeah. now, and I think like uh, I just picked that because I'd so, seen like almost a lot. Of, everyone was picking that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I was really I surprised. I was the guy from Hamilton, so that's why I picked it. Cause yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, so. That as well. And, I mean, he's, he plays Sam Cooke in the movie, and then he also does that, you know, does that song or whatever. I just thought that was going to win. <laughs> I think a lot of people did, though. I think a lot of people were surprised that mm-hmm. Fight for You ended up winning. don't remember the song from Travel of the Chicago 7. Did not watch The Life Ahead. Did watch Eurovision Song really? Contest. Oh. Yes. Is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just your typical Will Ferrell movie. Okay, it's got some pretty funny parts in it. Dan Stevens is fantastic, and he plays a uh, a German singer that's like extremely uh, arrogant. Uh, he plays it so well, and he's he's really funny in it. But yeah, most of the movies just kind of was pretty dumb. That song is actually a good song for that movie, though to be nominated oh yeah yeah okay i mean i don't know if on a normal year that gets nominated but that's cool oh there it is oh, the production design was next i think i think they did production and cinematography yeah and i think i got i think i got that right yeah i think you make both of those mm-hmm. no i i missed the cinematography i picked nomadland for oh, that did you? Mm-hmm. okay but i mank was in the back of my mind only because Citizen Kane did not win Best Cinematography, and it's like one of the best shot films of all time. I mean, obviously, everyone thinks it's rightfully so. It is one of the best movies of all time. But in particular, the cinematography was revolutionary at the time. Just what he did with the camera was stuff people had never done before. And so I, in the back of my mind, I was like, they might give it to him just because, I don't know, some odd you know, yeah. retribution thing maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so that was kind of in the back of my mind, but of those that I saw, I thought no man land looked the best and was, was photographed the best, but I mean, black and white movies tend to get the the Academy Mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, it's hard to argue a lot of the, you know, sweeping nature sunsets and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a very good pick anyway. So, Mm -hmm. and that was, Oh, that was the other one. I, for that one, for cinematography, I don't know how Minari did not get a nomination, especially over The Trial of the Chicago 7, which was yeah. 85% in a quarter. Yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I do I do not understand that decision at all. And it, it's not that it looked bad, it, but it did look like any kind of any other movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that stood out. And Minari is, is shot beautifully. So that's definitely one I would change. Yeah, bad week for Citizen Kane. I know. Only won one Oscar, made one two, and then Paddington. Paddington too. Rotten Tomatoes here, so tough week for the hits. uh, Keep on coming. I'm waiting for him to do another AFI. You know, update. It's gonna fall (laughs) number one or something. Yeah, Paddington two takes over there. (laughs) (laughs) Best American film of all time. Yeah. Well, I guess it wouldn't be nominated because it's it's British. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it is actually British. So he, he's safe there, I guess. Yeah. Safe from the bear. <laughs> yeah. Right there, anyways. I saw something where it was like, <laughs> he can relate to uh, Leo's character from Revenant now. Because <laughs> the bear attacked him. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that movie where Paddington attacks uh, Citizen, or not Citizen yeah. Kane, but attacks uh, Orson Welles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be nominated for next year's Oscars. That'd be awesome. Combine both movies to be the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. And I think we went to uh, visual effects after that, right? 
Uh, I think so. Which, Which I think yeah, everyone knew Tenet yeah, was going to win that. Because slam dunk on that. It was one. such a light year for spectacle movies in general. Yeah, like you said, most of those got pushed back. Yeah, they were all the big blockbusters they're wanting people in the theater for. So for sure, I did not watch any of those movies other than Tenet. Yeah, and I did not like Tenet, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really care what won that one. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the effects were kind of cool. Yeah, it did have some pretty decent effects. If you mute the sound and just watch that movie, it would be interesting. <laughs> you know, you'd probably understand it a little better. Probably, honestly. <laughs> and speaking of understanding, we had film editing, which I think you nailed that one, didn't you? Um, yeah, yeah, I went with sound and metal on that, and for sound, I think didn't they do do those back to back? Yeah, best sound, so, best yeah. editing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I mean, I think everyone knew it was going to win best sound, but I think oh, yeah. with editing, some a lot of people were picking. Um, the Trial of the Chicago 7. I saw a lot of people picking that because of the like the actual footage they had spliced oh, the in. Stuff. Yeah, the flashback footage spliced in and then the courtrooms and going, cutting back and forth with that. Yeah. It's definitely like a flashier kind of editing style. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, obviously, it, I'm a huge fan of Sound of Metal in general, but, I mean, the editing that it is flawless. Brings us all the way up to the big ones, I think, right? I think so. So, really... Sparking a, against tradition, we had Best Picture next. Yeah, that's not ending the night with a huge ensemble. gamble. Yeah. Huge gamble that did not pay off at no, all. No, not quite at all. It's really odd that they would do that too. Like they would bet it all mm-hmm. <laughs> for something that I mean, I guess every, almost everyone figured Chadwick Boseman would win Best Actor, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, Best Picture. I think almost everyone that I saw picking was that i think there was a couple people i saw that picked trial of the chicago seven yeah that seemed to be the only like secondary one that could have upset it yeah like. mink maybe yeah but i uh, mink really just wasn't to me uh, i liked it but i didn't think it was a great movie yeah and really for that type of film like it's a, it's a prestige film and i would think it would be better honestly um, and I enjoyed Nomadland a lot. I'm, I did too. I'm happy with it winning. I am too. I thought. I mean, it's a better movie in my opinion than Mank is. I was. I was pretty pretty sad satisfied with it winning. So was um, your should sound of metal? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I did. Was actually, pulling for Minari. I think I liked it just a man, little bit more. I really liked Minari yeah. as well. I wouldn't have. That that was honestly, my one too, that, though. If I had to rank best pictures, it would be Minari and then Sound of Metal. So. Yeah, mine were mine were flipped basically, but same. Yeah. Same thing, and then I would have, would have loved for uh, nominations for First Cow and I'm Thinking of Indie Things. I think both of those hmm. should have got some love, and they were completely shut out. <laughs> yeah, which is surprising because they were kind of media or not media darlings. They were um, like the small independent film darlings of the of last year. Yeah, especially First Cow. I was really surprised I didn't get any any kind of nominations. But yeah, I, especially again, when you were talking about that on our last podcast back in January. Yeah, it, it again, though, like I th- something that would definitely be in that, you know, in that realm. Yeah, I th- I think a lot of people just didn't like. It's one of those that just went be- below the radar, or you know, people just didn't really give it much much thought or whatever after it came out. Yeah. And I did want to mention when we were talking about uh, cinematography, I really wish that Minari would have been nominated, but also uh, the Vast of Night. I don't oh, know if you yeah, ended up watching yeah. that, but the c- cinematography in that is stellar and. Just super impressive. Oh yeah, especially so shots for, and angles and yeah. stuff that they got. It was just like incredible. The editing that's fantastic too. Yeah. Um, it's like a the perfect example of 
how to use editing, like when to use quick edits versus letting a, a, a scene play out as one take. Mm-hmm. It's just so well done. Yeah, you really felt the passage of time very easily yeah, in that movie. Absolutely. Then actually, misspoke. I think director was before picture, right? Because then they just went picture, actors, actor. Uh, yeah. At the end of the night, actually, so. I thought wasn't director kind of earlier on even too, was, wasn't? It? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. either. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure she won. Chloe won for that, and then it was like a while later, and then she came back up for No Man Land. At okay. least maybe through. Well, it could have also been that ridiculous like 15 oh, minute yeah. section where they played guess the music, the yeah. music yeah. which was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of time. Yeah. Especially that deep into the I know ceremony. it's like that's something you do like in the in the in the beginning or like halfway through or something. Yeah. But yeah. But either out. way, like hard hard to argue that it really is. I mean, it's 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 really really well deserved. Um, I mean, really, Minari would be the only other one that I would list up there with with her and of the nominations. I'm really it's kind of it is kind of surprising that Fincher didn't win just because it's david fincher and he's not won a best director yeah. oscar and this seemed like the year if any that he would win yeah, as much as hollywood likes to pat yeah, themselves on the back for sure yeah but i was really glad to see uh chloe Zhao get it her um actually her speech for yeah for best director was really good i really like that and she's definitely gonna be one to watch mm-hmm. in years to come absolutely she, have you seen her i don't know if it's her first movie but the uh Oh man, I'm just uh, the writer. Hmm. I can't remember what it's on, if it's streaming or not. It's it has a very similar feel to Nomadland, like a lot of uh, naturalistic shots. Um, very well done. It's a, about a um, like a modern day. Um, I think he writes like a horse rider, like a, a bronco rider, basically. Hmm. Um, and a rodeo rider, basically. So it's it's about a kid that does that gets hurt and like his like desire or whatever to, to get back up on the horse literally and, and try it, like try to make it back even though people are being like you, you'll die basically if you do it again. Um, but it's really it's a really like uh, kind of intimate movie about him like his relationship with the horse and like how that it's like a. A thing that inspired you know the horse actually inspires him and everything like that it's, it's a really well done movie okay cool not just the rider is it yeah i think it's called the rider okay. yeah, for sure it's very good but i don't i don't know if that's her first movie but i i just know it's it's one i've it's the only other one i've seen that she's she's directed okay yeah def- definitely on the one to watch list yep so check that out if you, if you like nomadland check that one out i mean it, you don't have a performance like francis mcdormand obviously but it's still yeah. still really good Good little segue there, yeah. too. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> Professional podcaster here now. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, best actress was Frances McDormand. You I did had, not get you had, you had some, Yeah, you had some doubts on that one. Yep, I got. I suggested that Carrie Mulligan was going to win this. This, yeah. to me, though, was the one that was pretty wide open. Yeah. Um, I figured Carrie Mulligan, uh, Viola Davis, and Frances McDormand would all kind of be the, the heavies on this one. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a, a crapshoot as to who would win. Um, I'm pretty surprised, honestly, that Frances McDormand ended up winning it. Yeah. Especially since she just won a couple years ago right. for three billboards. And giving her three total for a lifetime now. Yeah. That, and that's a pretty exclusive club. It that is. You don't just get into, you know. Absolutely. And 
I don't know. It seemed like, and not that, I mean, she was fantastic in Nomadland. You can't say anything Absolutely. bad about that. And she seems to be a pretty awesome person. Um, it just, it was, I really thought the Academy was going to go younger and give it to Carrie Mulligan, but you never know how they, yeah. <laughs> how they're thinking. Um, and it easily could have went to Viola Davis as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. That was a very strong performance. Yeah. And it, to me, it was, it was like the, the real showy performance out of all of these. Like hers was like the, the kind of big brash showy mm-hmm. performance where Francis McDormand's was very against type for what she seems like in real life. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And Francis McDormand was kind of what she has been before and mm-hmm. not that it's a knock on it. She's great, but, yeah. and Carrie Mulligan actually played kind of against type two in hers. Um, for that one, I think I picked who I wanted to win, who I think should have won was Vanessa Kirby for pieces of a woman, which oh, yeah. she is especially like the first, 15 minutes of that movie unbelievable just like an, an amazing performance really okay um the movie itself is really falters after that because the first like i said like first maybe 20 minutes even 10 15 20 minutes or whatever is so intense and so good that the rest of the movie really doesn't have anywhere to go after that oh. and so it kind of falters and even feels like they're not sure what to do with it <clears throat> But I mean, it's dealing with the loss of a of a baby. Oh, really? Um, and just her her performance in that is just incredible, absolutely incredible. It's a t- it's a tough watch though, especially if you have ever went through that or know someone that's went through it. It's 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 pretty tough. Um, but she's unbelievable in it, and definitely that was really good to see her get a nomination. I actually saw all those nominations. Andrew Day was fantastic as well. That was like her first role, I think, ever. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah, I've kind of I've followed her musical career for a while, um, but yeah, she's always been a fantastic singer. But she's really good as Billie Holiday. Really pulls that off. So that was a really strong category this year for sure. Then we closed out the night with the best actor. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing oh, about sure. the best actress. Yeah. Um, I really think they, and I mentioned this one. Um, when we talked in January, but oh yeah, I really oh, think yeah. uh, who should have been nominated? Yeah, I really think that uh, Sydney Flanagan should have been nominated, mm. and that's for Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, which is I think on HBO Max, maybe. I believe so. Yeah. She is just incredible. That's my favorite performance um, uh, by an actress this year by far. Uh, her and Vanessa Kirby both, I think, are just up there neck and neck for me. They're both kind of similar, and they're like. Very raw and naturalistic performances, though. Both dealing with motherhood, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, different, basically different sides of the, of the same coin, almost. And then, yeah, uh, closing out with Best Actor, Anthony Hopkins was fantastic, really. Like, I, I have, he is the reason to see that movie. For I've sure. heard that so much. and yeah, It is a very tough watch, also. Yeah. If, it's, if you've ever you know, dealt with that or been through that, even not having been through i think you could still really you know feel for it like everybody's everybody can have a fear of you know losing their mind basically for sure like you can imagine you can empathize with it you know mm-hmm. and yeah he just sells it so strongly the way you can see that, like that his mind is working you know whenever he's realizing that he doesn't know something that he thinks he knows or something like that and it's just like it's a wonderful performance so really hard to be upset about it but uh it was another like strong contenders like yeah, one, so. absolutely. Everyone was was deserving for yeah. sure. Like I said, Bozeman was kind of the front runner because of the posthumous. But 
I mean, it was also a great performance too, though. Like you can't hold anything back from that. Yeah, I feel like um, him and Viola Davis both had the same, the similar types of performance. Whereas, like, really huge, showy, mm-hmm. kind of very emotional. Yeah, almost um, over the top, but like, it, yeah, it was over the if top from, from a play. But so I'm like, exactly, you tell, yeah, and that's, that's that would play so well in a theater. Like, that's exactly what I was going for. Was like they played it exactly like it's supposed to be played. Yeah, um, you're for, shouting it to the back of the audience yep, right there. Yep, for sure. And for me. It, that movie didn't work very well for me just because of that though because like the first five minutes i was watching i'm like well this is has to be based on a play and then Mm -hmm. i looked it up i'm like it is based on a play (laughs) it's just like you can tell those i think almost right away if Mm -hmm. they're not if they're not done differently i think they're i mean obviously there's a way to do it to where it's not doesn't seem like you're watching a play Mm -hmm. um it's still i think worth watching their performances are fantastic oh yeah um but yeah i i think everyone in the world (laughs) figured that Jabbik Bozeman was going to, to win that. Mm-hmm. Putting it on last, like you said. Exactly. Like gonna, you know, yep. go out with a little tribute reel or yep. something. And Soderbergh, you could tell he was like, yeah, you know, he's going to win, basically. <clears throat> so I think everyone was floored that Anthony Hopkins ended up winning that. Yeah. I have heard that, I've actually read several people, several critics say that's his uh, Hopkins' best performance of his career, which would be super it, yeah. impressive to me because yeah. he's been great in everything he's in. But, I mean, he's had at least two or three just hallmark hallmark performances mm-hmm. but i definitely i definitely want to watch that um like my f- my favorite performance was Rizamid from sound of metal absolutely especially just and just nothing else like cool that he got nominated like we yeah, were wondering back we were in january really, yeah. we did that podcast whether or not he would be you know, yeah with I, it being such a smaller film. i honestly didn't i didn't think he would i didn't think sound of metal would really get as much recognition as it did i mean yeah. it was so well deserved oh. but i just didn't didn't think it was going to happen because of the it was a small movie, mm-hmm. um, and usually those are just kind of ignored. And it's kind of a it's a very specific type of movie too. I mean, you know, it's about hearing impaired people, so mm-hmm. that's another almost stri- it would think you know be a strike against getting a nomination or whatever. Yeah, or a yeah, barrier for mm-hmm. some people. Yeah, like, like you wouldn't even give it a chance. Maybe. So. Yeah. Yeah. I th- let me see if I. S- oh, yeah. So I just said. Um, Mads Mikkelsen would have been a great nomination too. Yeah, from another round. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, it, all these guys were great. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't really know who you take out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gary Oldman is kind of always good, so yeah. maybe take him out since he already won. But <laughs> can't really go wrong with anyone in that on that list. Yeah. Both actor and actress categories are, are pretty stacked. Oh yeah. Well, that was uh, the Oscars from this year. And then I mentioned to you in a text, I'd uh, read an article where somebody was saying it might be better that things are a little too recent for Hollywood to be giving things out, you know, awards just yeah. a year after, you know, not even really a full year, just a few months after mm-hmm. the movies come out, especially with so many of them being forced into like late December and stuff like that. So they suggested going back instead and just redoing things to where you wait five or maybe even 10 years before giving out any awards and seeing how much things would have changed and I, I can kind of see that because films definitely do change over time depending on when you watch it and yep. you know, what the current situation of your life and the rest of the world is in. So I thought it'd be kind of a neat little experiment to throw back five years ago and ten years ago on these Oscars and see if there's anything we would uh, think of uh, you know, changing out. You know, maybe even nominating something else entirely. You yeah, know? absolutely. So, That's a, I like this idea. So we're going to go five years back. Where were you, Ray? 
how much of your life was different? It's pretty different. Was it? Okay. I think so. Okay. We'll see. So these are the 88th Academy Awards. These are films that came out in 2015 and were awarded in 2016. So I figured we'll basically to do the, the main, you know, actors and director yeah. and picture. So for acting in that one, uh, we'll start with the actor. We had Leo for The Revenant, who beat out Brian Cranston from Trumbo, Matt Damon from The Martian, Michael Fassbender from Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne from The Danish Girl. From that list, probably it still, still holds up all right. Yeah. I mean, his win is more of a, like, Lifetime Award, I've always felt. Yeah, like for sure. I don't think that's Leo's best performance. It's, it's not, but it's it's a great performance, though. It is great. And, and it's definitely an Academy-type performance where it's super showy and, mm-hmm. you know, over the top almost in parts. Um, I love that movie, though. I I don't care. I just love that movie so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got its faults for sure, but it's it's a beautiful movie, and it's so well done. Um. Yeah, I've, I've have seen all those movies, uh, all the nominations here, except for The Danish Girl, and that's simply because I do not like Eddie Redmayne at all. <laughs> I just can't, I, something about him, I just, I can't stand watching him act. To me, like, he always acts like he's act like, oh, you can always tell he's acting, like he's really trying hard to act, in my opinion. And so it really just takes me out of every performance he's ever given. Um, I'm glad that he's not getting, he didn't get nominations for trial of the chicago seven <laughs> yeah yeah that was a, another rough watch for that one mm-hmm. um but fastbender is, is really good as steve jobs that movie was much better than i expected it to be um and matt damon is basically matt damon in the martian yeah. which is always entertaining to me i mean i think oh, damon's yeah, yeah. always entertaining Great fun movie. yeah uh cranston's really good as trumbo oh man i don't remember I know I had like a different pick for actor for this, and I can't remember what movie it would have been. Hmm. I'd have to look at the movies that came out. I'm kind of blanking on those. Supporting actor was Mark Rylance yep. from Bridge of Spies. A bit of an upset, probably. I think that was a bit of a shock whenever he got announced that year. Yeah, I, I, I remember picking that. I think I picked Tom Hardy, and I think almost everyone else did. Yeah. Yeah, Hardy was for The Revenant. He's so good in that movie. Christian Bale from The Big Short. Actually, no, that was at Stallone. Everyone was picking Stallone. Yeah, Stallone from Creed. That was the big one. And Ruffalo from Spotlight Mm -hmm. were the other nominees. So, Actually, all of those, I would have rather seen any of them win than Mark Rylance. And not that Rylance was bad, it's just a boring movie. Not taking anything away from him, but yeah. And he's really not in that much. Nah. I mean, I know it's a supporting actor, so you're not really expected to be, but... Yeah, for the, the screen time that he gets, like, I don't know. I definitely would have been okay with any of the others, I think. Mm, me too, for sure. Moving into Best Actress, well, that was the year that Brie Larson Brie won Larson. for Room. Just Not The Room, but Room. <laughs> Distinction there. Uh, Kate Blanchett was nominated for Carol. I don't remember that. She's great in that movie. Is she? Okay. Man, I, it's hard to go against Brie Larson there because she is really, really fantastic in Room. Okay. Um, Jennifer Lawrence from Joy. It seems like that one wasn't really that. The movie itself wasn't very good, and then her performance was was fine. Okay. I, I didn't think it really stood out though. Charlotte I, Rampling from Forty Five Years. Yeah, I didn't watch Forty Five Years. I, I like Charlotte Rampling a lot, but and yeah, uh, Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. yeah. From Brooklyn. Okay. Oh, she's so good in that movie. Really? Yeah, okay, she's yeah. fantastic. I mean, she's great. I haven't seen any of these bedrooms. So. She's really great in in everything, but 
really, really good in that movie. Um, I would probably give that to Kate Blanchett, honestly. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think Brie Larson's really good in Room. Can't really go wrong with that one. Mm-hmm. Definitely gets a lot of scenes to. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah prowess. exactly yeah. that's definitely a Oscar role. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I don't know if that's what she felt that, but I mean it's it's very raw and emotional movie for sure. Yeah. For supporting actress, it was won by Alicia Vikander, Vikander, mm-hmm. Vikander, for the Danish Girl. Uh, over Jennifer Jason Leigh from The Hateful Eight. Yeah, travesty. Rooney Mara from Carol. Okay. Rachel McAdams from Spotlight and Kate Winslet from Steve Jobs. Yeah, I, yeah. Kate Winslet like always gets a nomination, and I think she always deserves it. So yeah, yeah that's hard to argue against. <laughs> um, yeah, Rachel that, McAdams' nomination is kind of interesting to me. Has she? I wonder if she has ever had another nomination. Rooney Mara is really good in Carol. For me, though, it's it's Jennifer Jason Leigh all day long. It's just one of the best characters and like one of the best performances last few years uh, nope looks like just that one just that one yep and i didn't watch the danish girl on purpose so <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure alicia vikander is is really good in it but i can't imagine her being anywhere near what Jen, uh, jennifer jason lee is and as daisy domergu yeah such a transformation there like she's hilarious in that movie <laughs> oh she's so good yeah and she like she like she like livens that movie up too Move on to Best Director, which was won by Alejandro Inarritu for The Revenant, going back to back. He mm-hmm. won for Birdman the year before that. Yep. Uh, beat out Adam McKay from The Big Short, George Miller from Mad Max Fury Road. That's who should have won. Lenny Abramson from Room, and Tom McCarthy from Spotlight. So, yeah, George Miller. Like. Yeah, hands down, Mad Max Fury Road should have won. I mean, yeah. That that's movie, just an it absolute. It holds up so well. I yeah, recently yeah. just watched it a few weeks ago. Same, and, and same. yep. I oh, watch it man. at least once a year, maybe more. <laughs> I watch the black and chrome edition. Oh, really? Where it's all black and white. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> it's awesome. Damn, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean that's he's, he's what like seventy eight yeah. when he directs that mm-hmm. movie. Like, it's also just a revolutionary action movie that mm-hmm. is just so good. It just doesn't let up. Like, oh no! Every scene is just pedal even further to the metal like it just ramps up ramps up ramps up yeah and as much as i like the revenant it's to me it's like it doesn't do what what fury road does yeah i also would have i mean best picture for me would have been fury road too yeah yeah looking over into that so the spotlight one yeah and spotlight's really good it is so and it's definitely historically you know, significant. And it's definitely sure. more of a an Oscar movie. I mean, I mm. I had no hopes that Mad Max Fury Road was going to win <laughs> oh, an yeah, o- yeah. Uh, win a Best Picture Oscar. Yeah. I mean, I I thought that, that was insane just to be nominated. Yeah, like that was that was the win for that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Spotlight beat Mad Max, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, The Martian, The Revenant, and Room. So, I forgot Room was actually nominated for both picture and director. It's yeah. kind of surprising to me. I mean, it's a it's a good movie. It, it just I think most people have probably, if they had seen it, have forgotten that movie already. Mm-hmm. Not her performance, but probably had forgotten the movie. Whereas, like, Mad, obviously Mad Max or The Martian even, Martian, yeah. I think still is pretty resonant. Um, Big Short is, is another one, too. Brooklyn is really good, though. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, champion that movie because it's it's 
Um, it's a romantic drama, I guess you would call it. Okay. But it's done. Oh, yeah, right there. Romantic period drama. <laughs> nice. But it's done so well. Um, it's, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> Watch it. Okay. Because it's not a movie I would typically adore or love or whatever, but it's just so well done. So, yeah, it seems like overall probably okay, but definitely some things we could have changed up, I think. Yeah, I think the Mad Max ended up winning a lot of the technical ones, right? Oh, but it didn't win cinematography, right? Didn't Kubitsky um, win? Yeah. Kubitsky won. Oh, yeah. That's another thing, though, man. That movie is, especially those first, like, ten minutes that is, like, one continuous shot is yeah. unreal. And all the lighting and, and stuff too, yeah. like all the natural light. They used all. They didn't use any artificial lighting in that movie. That's hard. I mean, that's a hard one. Even though Fury Road is so great, it's that's a really packed year for cinematography because mm-hmm. Deacons with Sicario is another just brilliant. Oh yeah. So many those night scenes in that movie are mm-hmm. awesome. And hateful Eight. And like, obviously we watched the, the road show for that one, the seventy millimeter, and like that. That's just beautiful. Same. Yeah. So so good. Yeah, but Mad Max ended up winning editing and makeup production design sound mm-hmm. mixing that's when they had two different sound categories mm-hmm. yeah costume yeah. yeah so basically everything but cinematography basically yeah i think people were surprised spotlight won picture that year if i'm remembering right mm-hmm. like people were expecting i think revenant to win both picture and director which is typically you know mm-hmm. i'd say what maybe 70 percent of the time the case yeah i actually looked that up if not more one time and it's happened more recently where it splits than it had before hmm. it used to be almost almost you could almost mail it in it would be picture and director yeah the same but which makes uh, sense i mean yeah if it's the best picture of the year like it's that it's there for a reason yeah because, yeah to me it's i don't know if it's a redundant award but it almost seems like it could be um yeah because if if you're you win the best director then wouldn't that mean that you directed the best picture of the year yeah but i know a lot of times i like to spread the love around too so all right well that was our blast from the past from five years ago so now let's jump back 10 years ago full decade lots changing your life in the last Mm -hmm. decade right yeah so how do we feel about colin firth winning the best actor for the king's speech over javier javier bardem from beautiful jeff bridges from true grit Jesse Eisenberg from The Social Network and James Franco from 127 Hours. Also the host that night, if I remember correctly, right? Because yeah, that man. was him and... Uh, him and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Went, and just awful. <laughs> just awful. Beginning of the end. <laughs> um, I, I actually remember this year pretty well. I watched pretty much every movie uh, that was nominated for almost every award, I think. Wow. Um, I thought Com Firth was really good, honestly. Um, but I, I don't know that I would have given him the award. I think at the time I liked Franco's performance the best. Um, it was, and he's the only, basically the only person in the movie. So, okay. uh, Have you seen that? I don't know. The only of these I've seen is True Grit. So, um, yeah. Which Bridges is fine, but that's not an award winning. I don't. I think, I think Bridges probably would have won if he hadn't already won for crazy heart which was a couple years earlier or maybe the year before i can't remember it's pretty close yeah um but i love i love his performance in true grit Uh, i love that movie a lot though Mm -hmm. um jesse eisenberg's fantastic in social network but it does feel like especially after 
he's been in other movies that that's just Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he is really good in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Colin first really good. That's a, that's a good, probably a good one. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would change. I mean, I do I prefer Franco probably. Okay. Javier Bardem is great and beautiful, but that was a movie that I don't think many people watched. Yeah. Is that for him? I'm guessing. Yeah. It's, um, it's in, uh, Oh, Inurito. Yeah. It's Inurito's. Yeah, so that's right there. First film since Babel. So he would make, he made most of his films with a writing partner. Like they would, he directed them, but they, they wrote together. Babel was like a huge hit for them. Um, do you remember that? Brad Pitt? No. Um, who else? Is, it's, it's one of those. So they did like four, three or four movies where um, there's like, it's kind of like these sprawling epics almost where like five or six different people's lives ha- that seemingly have nothing to do with each other collide with a certain event or something. Okay. Um, Morris Paras is their first one. Um, 21 grams, which is Sean Penn, Penn. Yeah. Naomi Watts. Uh, I think Javier Bardem is in that too. Maybe Benicio del Toro too. can't remember, but it's, they all have like a, a similar kind of idea or story where like, you know, uh, something draws all these people together that are seemingly unrelated and then babbles the same way. And then beautiful is different. It's a pretty different movie. Um, and then after that, I think this was the last movie they did together as a team. And then he just, uh, in Yuratu started doing his own kind of his own thing, but his filmography is pretty interesting. I like all, I mean, I enjoy all of his movies. I might not love all of them, but I enjoy them all for supporting actor. That's where we had Christian Bale's win nice. for the fighter. I will always, I will always back Christian Bale. Right. He's one of my favorite actors. He won over uh, John Hawks from Winter's Bone, Jeremy Renner from The Town, Mark Ruffalo from The Kids Are All Right, and Jeffrey Rush from The King's Speech. I'm perfectly fine with Christian Bale winning. Although John Hawks in Winter's Bone is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a career performance from him. Oh, okay. And that's the only one for me that I would, would be neck and neck with Christian Bale in this category. Definitely Christian Bale has the more showy role, though. I mean, he's, you know, lost all the weight. Mm-hmm. He's got the accent going. <laughs> it's maybe another one. Can you argue best actor over supporting actor? Or do you think he is supporting in that movie? That's that's tough, actually. I mean, I, I guess he is supporting since he's literally, like, supporting his brother in the movie. Yeah. He has a lot of screen time, though. Yeah. Um. So that's a... Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a tough one. It's almost, I mean, they could, they could almost be co-leads in that movie. Yeah, Christian Bale. I, he seriously is so. He's one of my favorite actors. He's so good, he can pretty much do anything. Supporting actors: Melissa Leo also won for the Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Adams was nominated for the Fighter. Helena Bonham Carter for the King's Speech, which I didn't realize she was in that movie. <laughs> she plays Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Wow. Okay. She's not in it very much at all. Oh, okay. Haley Steinfeld from True Grit. Yeah, she's great. And Jackie Weaver from yeah, Animal Jackie Kingdom. Jackie Weaver is fantastic. That's the one. I feel like I should have won that. Really? Okay. Yeah. She's really good in that movie. Hmm. Um, it's a Australian crime, uh, said right there, Australian okay, yeah. crime drama. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Got Edgerton in it. And I actually, I think, um, yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's in that, but I think, uh, what's the guy's name from 1917, George McKay or something. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, he's in that too. Oh he's really? A real young guy in it. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's worth watching, honestly, just for Jackie Weaver's performance. She's great. She's like the, like the mom of the crime family, essentially. Like she runs it basically. Okay. 
very like unassuming performance from her. Really good. Melissa Leo's pretty great though. Best actress. We had Natalie Portman from Black Swan, which I'm pretty sure was kind of a slam dunk on that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she beat out Annette Benning from The Kids Are Alright, Nicole Kidman from Rabbit Hole, Jennifer Lawrence from Winter's Bone, and Michelle Williams from Blue Valentine, which you just mentioned. Yeah, earlier. Michelle Williams is just incredible. She's another person that is always great. Like She can show up like she did in Manchester by the Sea for like 10 minutes and just knock it out of the park. She's so good. She's great in Blue Valentine. Hmm. Um, this is a pretty stacked category. Um yeah, I, I have no problem with Natalie Portman still with, with Black Swan. She's yeah. great in that. Oh, yeah. Um, Rabbit Hole is actually very, very good. Really? Okay, I hadn't heard of that. Um, what's really cool about it is that it's um, Miles Teller's first role. He's only really? in it for like five or ten minutes, and he steals the movie. He's wow. unbelievable in it. Okay. Um, like his his performance in there is, is really good, especially because he's playing off of Nicole Kidman and Aaron Eckhart. And they're both really good in it, too. Um, okay. But he's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. I remember after that, I was like, I will remember this dude's name. Um, but, yeah, and Jennifer Lawrence is incredible in Winter's Bone. That's another movie I think everyone should watch. It's it's, it's excellent. Okay. And it takes place in the Ozarks, so oh, wow. Missouri, yeah. Okay. They definitely nail the locations and the people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep, they do a really good job. Hmm. Um, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. So that's Lawrence, one of her first movies, probably? I, th- I as far as I know, it's her first her first full feature film. But she might have done like something else, you know, that didn't get a wide release or whatever. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it is, and she's just kills it. She's fantastic in it. Moving on to director. Oh man. Tom Hooper won Why? for the King's Speech. Over Darren Aronofsky for Black Swan, David O. Russell for The Fighter, David Fincher for The Social Network, and the Coen Brothers for True Grit. Just insane to me. Wow. How that guy, how they chose him over those other yeah. those other people. Man. King's Speech is just not, it's it's fine. It's just, I don't understand how how you watch that and be like, yeah, it's, it's better than these. <laughs> Especially from a directing standpoint, there's nothing interesting in that movie, directorial-wise. I mean, I guess the performances are all really good, and you have to have a, a good director for that. Yeah. So maybe that's that's yeah, what they're... Yeah, because they got all everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, oh, no, best actors. Okay. But supporting both actor and act- actors. So I guess that's what they're what they're going for. I guess. Um, yeah. I'm pretty... Sh- at the time, I think most people were feeling venture for that. I think most people were feeling that he was going to win his first Oscar. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. It was either that or maybe David O. Russell. Um... Because the fighter was, he did this and then Silver Linings, I think after. Yeah. So the fighter and was like his American Hustle. That was like bang, so boom, yeah. Boom, so yeah. the fighter was like his comeback movie. Yeah. Um, he hadn't made a movie in like ten plus years or something. Maybe yeah. not that many. Yeah. Um. um yeah. And, um, I think uh, I Heart Huckabee. I Heart Huckabee's was, was four or five. Yeah, it was so, a while. A yeah. while before this. Um. So I remember that too, where a lot of people were saying, "Okay, this is." this might be his chance or whatever mm-hmm. so i think it was between them two and i know the the coens had just won, well not just one but they won an 07 for uh no country no country so i you know i didn't think they were gonna win um true grit was probably my favorite movie that year i love western so it's probably accurate <laughs> <laughs> um i love the social network though i think that's fantastic 
that's definitely an Aaron Sorkin movie, which I think Aaron Sorkin won his Oscar for this movie for Social Network this year. Uh, yep, adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Black Swan's great. I didn't think that was going to win just because it's definitely not a movie that oh, yeah, yeah. the Academy usually would go for as far as director and picture. Moving on into best picture was King's Speech, <laughs> beating out 127 hours, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, The Kids Are All Right. The Social Network, Toy Story 3, a rare animated mm-hmm. Best Picture nomination, True Grit, and Winter's Bone. So yeah, based off everything we were saying earlier, like it sounds like a pretty stacked list, especially quick, for King's Speech to come out of. Yeah, quick bit of trivia. Okay. Do you know, the? so before they expanded the Best Picture category mm-hmm. nomination, uh, do you know what the only um, animated film to be nominated for Best Picture was up until then? I do, but only because I had to look it up for a trivia night one time, <laughs> and that was a uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yep, right? that's it. But after they expanded, none since then, right? Oh yeah, because they well yeah they expanded it and then like. But, I mean, Toy- since, since Toy Story, I don't think they're. Um, they're happy. yeah, I don't know, but I know the first year they expanded it, um, which would have been what oh nine maybe, something like that. Um, an animated film was nominated. Oh, okay. Which I don't know which one that would have been. Would have been that would have been some trivia I should know. <laughs> Yeah, you, you have seen all these, you said? Yeah, that's honestly the worst movie there, I think, King's Speech is. <laughs> Actually, I recently rewatched Inception, and it definitely doesn't hold up as well for me. Um, that was a movie that I loved when it first came out. I've probably seen it five times, but yeah. like this last time I watched it, it's just, it's still, it's, it's, it's a big idea movie, so it's very interesting. It has awesome concept, very neat special effects, but there's not a lot there. And there's a, it's it's too long. It's like almost three hours long. It's yeah. definitely too long. Um, I remember thinking that towards the end. Where, okay, how many, it, it how many more dreams are we going to jump into? Oh, yeah, it like, definitely drags for sure. The Kids Are All Right is a is an okay movie. It's definitely one that most people probably didn't either watch or forgot existed. Okay. Um, there's nothing super special about it. It's it's good. It's entertaining. Um, yeah, the King's Speech to me is one of the it's one of the worst movies to win a best picture. <laughs> and it's not a bad movie. It's just, yeah. I think other than people remembering him actually giving the speech, that portion of the movie, I think most people have forgotten that movie. But yeah. I would put any of those other movies against it. <laughs> um, what else? Go down. If you would oh, yeah, yeah. go down a little Check bit. Out some of the technical ones. Let's see what else won documentary inside job was really good. Actually, I watched all the documentaries that year too. Really? Yeah, that was a really good movie. Oh, um, that's about the Enron stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's fascinating. All those, all those are really great. I actually watched all the short films that year. I was all over it this year. Man. Yeah, Wally Pfister won cinematography for Inception. That's that's that holds up pretty well. I th- I think as far as that goes, cinematography. I probably would have given it to Deacons at that point because he had never won yet. And The Wolfman wins an Oscar. <laughs> that's makeup. <laughs> I think everything else played out pretty much like people would expect, except for Alice in Wonderland winning. Actually, the movie I Am Love that's on Best Costume Design, I thought that should have been uh, Best Picture nominee. Really? And Tilda Swinton should have been nominated. Really, really good movie. Yeah, that sounds cool. I think everything else... Because they, they were able to nominate so many uh, movies that year. I'm pretty sure they got almost or most of the ones that I would have picked. Wow, I'm, I'm. I thought 
And Cindy's won Best Foreign Language Film. That's hmm. the one I would have picked. Oh, yeah. That's Villeneuve's first, or one of his first movies. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Yorgos. actually, you got Yorgos' first film, too. I've, I watched all those. Have you seen Dogtooth? I have not. Oh, no. yeah. That's a, it's a very interesting. Obviously, it's Yorgos, so. Yeah. I, def- I highly recommend both those, and Cindy's is fantastic. Okay. Very good movie. No, yeah, the first uh, Yorgos I'd seen was The Lobster. So I, th- I think I've seen all of his films that he's done. Um, I think that was Villeneuve's first full-length film, because I think Polytechnique might be his, considered his first one, and it's not actually, it's only like an hour long or something. Oh, yeah, Mousestorm, which is probably, I guess that's a full film, too. And Cindy's is fantastic, though. Okay. I mean, obviously, I think Villeneuve's a fantastic director. So. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. No argument there. For some reason, I thought that he he had won for that for some reason. Do you remember In a Better World? I don't. Drama thriller. It's crazy because both Dogtooth and Cindy's are way better remembered and actually beautiful, too, which is Inuratu's movie. Hmm. Yeah, uh... Definitely a, a different kind of project. I don't know if it's ever going to, you know, really catch on much, but I mean, obviously not going to be anything official because they always want to re- give out the awards the next year, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that would be, it'd be very interesting. Um, if you were able to, I mean, I think five years is, is pretty good. Even honestly, even a year, even to have a year to sit with a movie, it'd be better than like a couple months or, month and a half or whatever you usually get with the yeah. the awards ones that come out you know that's usually the downside to releasing a like a great movie early on in the year is that it's almost forgotten um well i mean like with mad max that movie came out in what like may or something that year yeah it was definitely it was, early summer yeah. it was yeah but it was like the first movie of the summer or whatever yeah um so i was surprised the same i mean obviously did great though so staying power was there mm-hmm. a lot of those movies like actually winter's bone was one that came out early the early in that year maybe like april march something like that oh, yeah. and it was able to kind of sustain all the way through reward season but yeah that's that's pretty rare yes all right well we'll go ahead and wrap up is there anything uh recently that you've seen that you'd like to call out uh, either a new discovery or something new that you've seen this year have you been to a theater this year yet um yeah i mean my little brother went and watched uh, godzilla versus kong oh yeah yeah and imax nice it was worth it. It was, yeah, it was really cool. Say, if you're going to see it, that's the reason you want to see it. Yeah, yeah it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, I I enjoy those movies, like the new MonsterVerse movies they're doing. I th- actually, that's probably my second favorite. Skull Skull or Kong Skull Island is my favorite yeah. of those. I've always been more of a King Kong person though than Godzilla. So I know that's controversial if you're mm-hmm. a, a Godzilla your person. Into this, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, like I wasn't a huge fan of the Godzilla movie that came out, the remake. Or, I mean, it's been remade a thousand times, but the well, I think it was like 2014 or whatever. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Gareth Edwards. Yep. It's, and I, we, my little brother rewatched all of them up to that. So, um, I thought that one is probably my, still my least favorite one just because there's a lot, there's so many times where there's a lot of build up into a fight and then they literally cut when they're, when they start fighting until the very end, which is really cool. Um, but really the problem with the, those movies is that they, try way too hard to make a human humans. important yeah. and like no one really wants to watch the humans part of it like really don't care what they what they're doing they're just <laughs> there 
for story to drive the story forward. Um, so really, the less they involve humans, the better. And like Skull Island does that really well. Like yeah. it's a simple, uh, super simple story, and the actors are kind of all in on the joke. Basically, you know, they mm. know it's kind of a campy, oh, yeah. fun movie, and they're just Jesse having. is great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just having a fun time. I really enjoy that movie a lot. That's it's a lot of fun. Uh, King of Monsters was was pretty fun too. It's definitely super cheesy, but that's the thing. Like the more you involve the humans, like the the more like it becomes really silly. Yeah. Because then you're reminded more and more that there's giant monsters fighting. <laughs> Whereas if you just let them fight, that's that's the best part. But yeah, uh, that was Godzilla vs Kong was was a lot of fun. So I haven't been I haven't been back since then. I was gonna go see Mortal Kombat, but I'll probably just watch it at home because I got HBO. Yeah. That looked like a lot of fun. I haven't watched it yet. Actually, the last movies I watched were the last blockbuster, another round, Collective, and My Octopus Teacher. Oh wow! Okay. So those were the last movies I watched. I've been getting into the documentaries there. Yeah, I usually, I mean, I try to watch all the documentaries that are nominated. I love documentaries, but I only watched those, those three this year. I've actually been going back and watching a lot of uh, like '90s movies from when I grew up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or movies that I either missed or haven't watched since then. You know, I was I watched uh, Beverly Hills Cop one and two. Um, those are those are a lot of fun. Nice. Um, what was the other one? Speed. I rewatched Speed recently. <laughs> yeah, that's a blast. I forgot how intense that like opening is. It's pretty intense. Yeah. It holds up really well. Um, yeah. So that's basically what I've been doing. Okay. I've been uh, going through some. Uh, spoof comedies lately for, nice. for my rewatches. Uh, I started uh, about a month ago, maybe three, four weeks ago. It had been like two or three years since I'd seen Airplane, and I love that movie so much. So, good. so I was like, I need to watch it again. And after I finished that, I, I was like, well, okay, now I've kind of got the Leslie Nielsen bug. I wanted to check out the Naked Gun movies because oh, I hadn't seen those man, in a long movies. time. And there's a couple of them I'm not even sure I'd really seen since I was a kid. And like, you know, you sit in the room with your parents whenever they yeah. read something, and it's like, so much of that was over my head. Oh, like, for I'm sure. just laughing because they were laughing, and yeah. I'm watching now. I'm like, holy crap, why Why did they leave and let me be in the room <laughs> yeah. for this? Like, clearly I was unaware and not yeah, really realizing it, so I guess it's fine. It. But, yeah, yeah, it's like... <laughs> Man, I, I love the Naked Gun movies. Yeah. I love those. Like, I, same thing. I grew up with those, mm. not understanding anything that was going on, it, other than the slapstick stuff, you know? Right, yeah. Which is... doesn't it's, matter well, what age you are. It. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter what age you are, you understand what's going on with that. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, when you rewatch those, you're like, wow, I didn't realize that was so sexual, yeah. <laughs> so suggestive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same way because when you watched them as a kid, they almost all go together. Like, you know, they're the naked gun, they're the same characters, so you just kind of, they almost all go together. And then yeah. I remember this a couple of years ago, the same thing, I was like, I don't even know if I've seen the third one. And then I watched it, I was like, oh, I've seen it. But it's like, I was getting them all mixed up. Mm-hmm. Those movies are great. Oh, yeah. They hold up pretty well, too, like, I mean, for yeah. the most part, you know. Yeah. I mean, the pop culture references are so few. Like, they didn't do as many of those back then in the spoofs. Like, they, they did, but it wasn't as much. Like, and, I mean, they don't really do spoof movies now. Right, yeah. But the ones they were doing, like Meet the Spartans, I mean, it was yeah, literally. Like, like calling out, like, specific was, scenes from specific movies. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And it was all stuff that was, like, current. So, yeah. you know, if you try to watch, I mean, it was a terrible movie anyways. But if you try yeah. to watch it now, it would be unwatchable even more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that all you did, or you watch other spoof ones too? Uh, no, then I also uh, went to the uh, Mel Brooks stuff too. Nice. So I, I watched Spaceballs. That one's probably not as good as I remember really? being. Yeah, um, 
I mean, it's still funny, but I, I remember like just loving it as a kid. But, and then uh, did uh, Men in Tights also. Love Men in Tights. Yeah. Super underrated. Oh, yeah. I don't know why people like, I, I mean, most people that watched it loved it, but like the critics hated that movie and it's, it's so funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got the Mel Brooks collection. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So there's um, like basically all the, all the big hits or whatever on there. Young Frankenstein is probably my favorite of all time of his. Yeah. Do love Blazing Saddles, or I loved Blazing Saddles, one I haven't watched in forever, so <laughs> might change now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little bit more sensitive. Um, uh, yeah, Robin Hood and Tights is great. Now I've got to go watch those spoofs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been doing like the last few weeks. Did you ever watch, speaking of Leslie Nelson, did you ever watch Wrongfully Accused? No, I don't think so I that was like a '90s, like '94, probably something like that. Okay. Um, it's a spoof on The Fugitive. Oh, really? Okay. So it's like The Fugitive. Um, then there was a handful of movies that came out around that time, Mission Impossible, like those types of movies. Um, and they, you know, they spoof all those. It's really good. But it's mm. it's one that, like, didn't. It was at the end of the spoof. Like, no one was making the spoof movies anymore, and like the one, you know, they weren't doing very well theatrically, so they just stopped making them. But that was like one of the best ones. It's really funny. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely. And it's Leslie Nielsen. You can't oh, go yeah. wrong with him. Oh yeah, one um, of the greats. Oh, he's great, and he's so good in that too. It's um, he's basically like Harrison Ford's character from The Fugitive. Um, and then there's another movie that is not. It's sort of like a spoof, but that's not like they don't call it out as blatantly as as like wrongfully accused. But it's similar. Uh, called the wrong guy. I don't okay. know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. So that was like early nineties as well, like ninety three, ninety four. And it's um did you ever watch the Kids in the Hall sketch comedy show? No. So it's Dave Foley from that. He okay. he wrote, I think he wrote it too. One of the funniest comedies I've ever seen, honestly. And it's like no one knows about it. Wow. That's um, the wrong guy. The said? wrong guy okay. is so hilarious. Especially like the first like ten minutes is just I mean, I like cry when I watch that movie. I laugh oh, so man. hard. Okay. Um but it's very similar where he's basically thinks that, that he, th- he thinks he committed a crime or well yeah he thinks he committed a crime at first realizes he didn't do it and then feels like he has to go on the run um and the cops are you know the fbi or whatever is after him but really like it's it, he's like going in the same direction that the real killer is going oh. and they know who the real killer is so they're going after the killer but he thinks they're going after him so it's like <laughs> comedy of errors kind of thing nice um and then the killer thinks that this Dave Foley's character is like trying to frame him. He thinks he's like some super cop on his trail or something. It's, Oh man, it's, it's great. It's really funny. It's got some really good, like the, it is, I guess it would be a considered a spoof movie, but like I said, it's not as it's more vague. Like it, it has a couple of clots and of other movies, but like, unless you know the movie, you probably wouldn't, you know, wouldn't understand. Yeah. Whereas like wrongfully accused, is like a direct ripoff of the fugitive. Like they actually say lines directly from the fugitive and stuff okay. like that. So, but it's still great. You get the sewer duck, the jump, I guess. Probably. Yep. You yeah. get that one. You get the, uh, the train chasing him. Okay. But like the train actually goes off the tracks and actually is like a, an inanimate object that has, or like, like an, um, not an animal object. What that would that be called? Um, has sentient basically. And oh, it's like okay. chasing him. <laughs> so it's like literally chasing him down the track. Oh, That's funny. Really good. Yeah, you got to watch that one. Definitely. Oh, uh, sorry. So another one, Spy Hard. Did you ever watch that? Mm-hmm. So it was round, I, I think that would have been before Wrongfully Accused, Leslie Nielsen again. Okay. Spoof on like Bond movies and spy movies. Really funny. Um, I haven't watched that one forever, so it might just be absolutely trash, but 
it's probably still worth watching. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Weird Al sings the opening theme uh, song oh, for it. Perfect. So that's perfect for yeah. it. Um, and what's another one? Mafia is another one. Hmm. Okay. So I actually watched Mafia before I had watched any real Mafia movie as a kid. And it has, like, it spoofs uh, The Godfather, Goodfellas, Casino, like, basically any kind of mob movie up until, like, what, like, 97 or whatever when it came out. So, like, I had seen, like, you know, the spoofs of all those movies before I'd actually watched the movies themselves. <laughs> I think I had seen Goodfellas at that time. But, like, I'd never, I hadn't seen The Godfather then. So, like, it literally shows almost, you know, same similar things. And then when I watched The Godfather, it's like, oh, man, it's ruined it for me. <laughs> but not really, because The Godfather's great. But, yeah, Mafia's was funny it's it's probably not very good though okay if you go back and watch it now so it doesn't have leslie nielsen so oh, fine. that'll be lower down the list then. yeah <laughs> but yeah there's there's a lot of good spoofs out there yeah a lot of good spoof movies been a fun dive so far now i got a lot more to add to it so well let me know if you can find wrongfully accused i'll have to look for that too okay that's one i would like to watch again i actually have the um the police story box set it's, it was oh, really? what the naked gun was yeah, yeah what it was based out of, off of um i think there's only like 10 episodes or something i bought it on amazon for like 10 bucks or something oh, so cool. i haven't watched it yet so nice. maybe i'll have to do that since you're watching the spoofs yeah yeah let me know yeah all right well we'll go ahead and just wrap it up there but thank you for coming back again and talking movies on the a to z show here we'll definitely be uh having to schedule another one here in a few months maybe oh absolutely Keep it going i like a it's hard for me to shut up when I'm starting to talk about movies, oh, yeah. so <laughs> I could do it all night long. Nice. All right. Well, we'll see you soon, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on uh, at the A to Z show with the number two if you want to check us out on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Big Guy ACV, and Ray, you are uh, Ray drums on everything. Okay. Because I true, do. Though? It's oh, true. Oh. I drum on everything. Okay. <laughs> Drumming right with every band now, it seems like you keep adding more. I know. I'm drumming right now, you just can't tell. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, check out check out Hooky also. Yeah. uh, And uh, go catch a show. They're gonna be out and about this summer, it sounds like. We're starting to starting to get back out and play some music. All right. And if you see us there, come say hi. So For sure. All right. Talk to you guys later.